So managers who fill people with fear in order to motivate them often do so for reasons of efficiency and immaturity. It simply takes less time, thought and technique to bark an order than it does to motivate people according to their interests, passion and capabilities. Some managers justify their behaviour with excuses like, I'm too busy to mollycoddle people and I'm paid to get results, not to be nice to people. They see authentic conversations and encouragement as a waste of time. Sometimes this supposedly efficient leadership style is all they know, all they've experienced themselves. It's an old school approach and certainly does not work in our 21st century workplaces. It gets short-term results at best and usually comes at a huge cost to culture and engagement. Now, in my many years as a leadership consultant, I have seen the wreckage caused by fear-based managers, and I'm 100% convinced that fear is bad for business in any organisation, whether you're in the private sector, the public sector, any organisation, fear is bad for business. Workers have a way of acting in their own worst interests when managers overload them with fear. They revert to some pretty primitive behaviours and spend a lot of time in self-protection mode which we describe as defensiveness or resistance, and there is certainly a lot of that in workplaces. So fear-based workplaces are not productive workplaces. So I want you to remember our first great manager's mantra. Remember that? It's all about results, and you can only get results through people. So courage is inspiring. The more courage you demonstrate at work, the more courage you are likely to inspire in your team. While courage may be the premier virtue, in many workplaces it's desperately lacking. Workers are either too comfortable to change or too afraid to try new things, or they're both comfortable and fearful at the same time. When workers' actions are directed by comfort and fear, underperformance will always be the result. As a manager, you need to be keenly aware of the dangers that comfort and fear present and equipped with the strategies for mitigating them. The starting point for change is the example you set. So how can you inspire courage in others? You can inspire inspire courage in others by becoming an encourager. Your job is to manage, but an equally important part of your job is to be an encourager, to put courage inside people. Encouragement comes in the form of regular feedback and open communication and leading change and the rest of those 10 traits of courageous leaders that I mentioned earlier. The more you do of these 10 traits, the more courage will build in your team. Providing encouragement to workers is an investment of time, not a waste of it. So how will you know when courage is building in your team? What are the signs? So when courage is increasing in your team, you'll see people trusting your decisions instead of silently resisting them. You'll see employees raising the red flag on projects that are going south instead of hiding issues until they fester into crises. You'll see employees coming to you with solutions to problems they're facing instead of complaining or dumping problems in your lap. You'll see courage is increasing when people are candid and engaged during meetings. They speak up and provide input instead of politely nodding their heads or tuning out. You'll see courage building when you see people trying things outside their skill sets or deliberately seeking out leadership opportunities or acting like leaders even if they're not. When courage goes to work, you see engagement and passion and motivation and commitment and accountability. And you also see shaking shaking needs 
knees and you hear shaky voices. There's a bit of trembling associated with this. Stepping into courage for many workers is a scary and uncomfortable thing. And being courageous requires encouragement, most importantly from you, but also from each other and even the organisation. When you fill up people's buckets with courage, when you encourage them, they place less of a premium on comfort and begin to purposely seek out skill stretching activities. With full buckets of courage, they come to value the energy that fear provides as a necessary fuel for doing uncomfortable things. When people are building their courage, they're much more likely to try new things and trust you more fully and tell the truth more candidly. Now, according to the literature on courage, the best ways to build courage at work are through coaching and mentoring, through feedback-based development, through experiential learning, including practical examples and case studies, through team building activities, and through job shadowing or job rotation.